I'm Coach Greg McNeil from Coach's Corner and the owner of SOAR. And it looks like we're still recording. We are. All yep. right. Then. All right. I'm Sherry. Now, now, Coach, you said you're an all-around fun guy all the time. I, I did. Funny. I'm an all-around funny guy, and I'm really funny today because <laughs> my face looks like I have Bell's palsy or something. <laughs> but I can still laugh good. So yes, yeah, you can. <laughs> well, I'm Sherry Wilson, the owner of Genius Communication, and I solve problems and make my clients money. And uh, we we want to discuss a problem, Coach, that today it has very, very real effects. And um, we've actually lost a great member of our community, Um I met him, uh, and we're referring to our friend Chase at the chamber years ago. Gosh, it'd be probably about 2017. I'd met him before, but really got to know him when I did some training up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a very private individual, but like most people with his C personality, he was extremely funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found out from reading his obituary that he was a DJ. I'm not surprised. I, it shocked <laughs> you, the you-know-what out of me because he was so private. I'm like, a DJ? What? So anyway, um, it was neat reading about that and, of course, his funerals today. And before we started our conversation, you know, because we talk about healthy community or healing communities, healing business, I was telling you about my good friend who uh, attracted COVID because that's what um, killed Chase. And she ended up in the hospital twice because of blood pressure issues. She has blood pressure problems. And I was telling you how I let her know, you know, when I talk about health and fitness, it's not just so you look good. It's a life or death thing. It is. And so we thought maybe it'd be a good idea to talk about these things because if you look at, you know, outside of political nonsense, if you look at COVID, it, it takes out people with underlying conditions. Uh, it can be anything that ranges from obesity, heart disease. Um, like my father-in-law had it, uh, he has COPD and we did several things I think preserved his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it. And I can tell you that when you look at people that are healthy, that eat healthy, that avoid lots of sugar, that are active, that take care of themselves, the impact is not as great uh, as those that don't. So we, I think health and fitness has always been a life or death thing, but I think we're definitely moving into a time where we're going to start seeing some big numbers if people don't change the way they see their physical health. So can you start off on some of the, your thoughts on that? And maybe that story you shared with me that one time that really impacted me deeply. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I like to talk to people about as a coach Mm -hmm. is that your health and fitness, the application of your health and fitness is not in a gym or a studio, but it's in the activities of your daily life. And when you think about the blessings that you're praying for, your health has to be at the top of the list. Yeah. You know, without great health, we don't think well, we don't move well, we don't process information. Um, We can deal with depression, anxiety, not to mention all of the other symptoms that you get when you have um, poor health. And so 
I take that really serious. Now, <clears throat> when we talk about life and death, um, so some years ago, so this is a story. Mm -hmm. um, some years ago, a good friend of mine, um, Rick Seamus, um, a preacher, um, outstanding man, we were returning from a, a fishing trip <clears throat> um, out of Santa Fe, uh, T actually, and we were at mile marker 262, which is at Labahada Hill coming out of Santa Fe going into Albuquerque. And there was a vehicle that was turned over in the road. And we got out of the vehicle and we went to go see if we could help out. Yeah. And um, when we were standing around, somebody alerted us that there was a car coming down the hill. Um, and it's 1230 in the morning, something like that. So they're driving super fast. Is that night then? It's at night. And we look up and we have to bail over the side of the bridge. Mm. And I just, something told me to grab the rail and I did. And I was just sort of like hanging and then uh, you hear the cars crashing and everything. And just for a second, I just didn't know what was really going on. And um, <clears throat> anyway, after all of the commotion stopped, um, I was looking for my friend Rick. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> he had fallen into the arroyo, and he broke his back. Now, had he been able to hang on this side for a while, or he just went straight over into that? Okay. Yeah, he just, he couldn't. And <clears throat> so he had to, we had to have him air-backed to St. Vincent's Hospital there in um, Santa Fe. And uh, he would eventually, um, you know, recover somewhat, but his back was broken. So whenever you have back issues, you tend to have chronic nerve problems. And um, <clears throat> this was a great guy. And one of the one of the big things was we knew that he was going to need healthcare. His healthcare would be expensive. Anyway, one day Rick was walking in his home and he just experienced some weakness. And he collapsed and he hit his head uh, against the side of one of their antique dresser drawers and he died. Mm-hmm. And I'm still crushed just thinking about it. And I think one of the biggest things was um, it was the health that he needed that he basically cut himself off from. Yeah. And <clears throat> there were some legal challenges, and he was certainly in his right to pursue that to the extent of the law, but he chose not to. And I would never argue with him for that. But it affected his health. Yeah. And when he died, um, all I could think of was, I'm hanging by this rail, and when I see where the, what it looked like underneath me was all jagged pieces of metal sticking up, <clears throat> 
and you get a chance to see your life in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you get a chance to make a decision. And the decision was, you have to take care of your health because that is your most precious resource. Yeah. Um, nothing else matters. So you could say that that is the one gift of God that you really get a chance to be grateful for every single day. Mm-hmm. And whenever we minimize our health state that we don't have time or we prioritize some other external event, it costs us more than we can pay. Yeah. And right now we're talking to all of our friends and community members that are listening to this podcast. Um, You always have time for your health. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You must make time for your health because that's your, that is your supreme gift. And um, and even to this day, when I hear people tell me that they just don't have time, it breaks my heart mm-hmm. because I don't think they really understand what they're saying. And when we have situations like we're dealing with today and you don't heed the warnings and we die... Other people die along with you. Yeah. It'll be hard for us to replace the experience of Chase Gentry. The first thought I had was there's no one that's going to be like him. Like professionally, as a friend, uh, as a family member, I'm like, there's no one that's going to be able to be him. So it's like a very significant loss. It is. You may have someone that can come along and do his job and do it well, but they're, they're never going to be uh, Chase Gentry. No. The, all, the relationships, look at all the relationships that they're lost right now. <clears throat> um, and this is how it goes. And he won't be the last one. Right. And as we get ready to move into winter... And, you know, you've already said this, you know, now is not the time for any type of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, death has nothing to do with politics at all. Right. And we want to live. And so when we mention healing business, healing community, this is a part of it. And one of the things that we want our community members to know is that your health is your priority, and we have to take it seriously. And it's not any condemnation at all for people that um, may have health issues or maybe they have family members that have died from COVID. You know, it's not, this is not a podcast to blame, but it is a podcast where truth confronts BS. That's right. And when people do not make their health a priority, uh, and then a lot of the diseases out there are preventable. Now, there are some, they can be as healthy as possible and have a heart condition they know nothing about and drop dead on a jog. You know, right. we're not talking about that. Right. We're talking about all that's within your power to make sure you are prioritizing your physical health. And I tell people, it needs to be a part of your business plan. It yeah. needs to be a part of your life plan. And I'm like you, when I hear people say they're too busy, now we know busy people. Yes, we do. And we're both busy people. Yeah. Uh, I will not sacrifice my training. I won't. Uh, I remember having a broken foot 
And I, the first question out of my mouth when I had to wear the boot thing was, okay, what exercises can I do mm-hmm. with this boot on? Yeah. And, um, and so I did Pilates because mm-hmm. I could be on the ground and I could still do work. Yeah. And he said, in fact, I've never had anybody ask me that. And he said, that's a very good question because where my break was, there was a little blood flow. So he mm-hmm. said, as much as you can move, do that. Um, I would sit in a chair with my dumbbells and yeah. do upper body. Um, I, when I had mono and I couldn't do anything for like three years, mm-hmm. I wanted to move so bad mm-hmm. that by the time I could, I never looked back. That was mm-hmm. 2011. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in a place where my body craves activity. It craves healthy food. If I don't get fresh food, if I don't get enough water, my body will alert me a lot quicker than it would when I was younger and didn't do those things. And so when you have a situation of a weaponized virus where people that have high blood pressure, they have heart problems, diabetes, even mental health, stress, lack of sleep, all of those things, it's exacerbating it to a very high, high level. And then it's taking people out. And so this, I'm too busy, like what is really behind that? Yes. So this is, when we talk about truth confronts BS. Now, generally speaking, I'm a guy that loves a good chuckle, mm-hmm. right? I'd love to be funny, but there are some things that I just simply do not find funny at all. So when you say to yourself or to some other people, I don't have time, you're really making a statement of value. Yes. This is what you're saying. I don't value doing something else in relation to whatever else I may be focused on. That is okay if that's how you really feel. Mm Mm-hmm. But you really want to answer the question, you know, why you do not have time. Because health is what we're here for. You know, when when we talk about manifesting God's blessings, the Spirit's blessings, or whatever your particular way of being is in the world, Mm -hmm. you don't really get to express yourself at the highest level that you're capable of unless you take care of your health. Right. You know, your mental state, your physical state, all of it, your emotional well-being, how you interact with others is directly related to how you feel about yourself. Your self-concept, your confidence is impacted by how you feel. And you just have to stop for a second and really evaluate what are you doing when you say you don't have time? And now what just passed through my head, and and I have to make this point real quick that uh, I don't like to come across as a, being a religious person because that's just not me. Mm-hmm. But I read, mm-hmm. okay? So, and I love reading good books, and the Bible is a good book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember about the the story about the uh, the individual that had grains he had stores of grain yeah and um, and then he was about to die and I think if if you know the story chime in but he was so focused 
on what he actually held materially. Mm-hmm. And then the voice says, and I believe this is the spirit, it says, tonight um, your spirit is required of you. You're dead. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. who then is this grain going to be for? Mm-hmm. Well, we're working to make money. Mm-hmm. We want, you know, millionaire status or whatever it is, cars, homes, trips, vacations, whatever it is that you're working for. Yeah. When your health goes, all of that is left behind. Yes. And if you want to know what it looks like, listen to the sadness in our voices now as we tell you that somebody has to go into a man's house mm-hmm. and try to collect his things, put them together, decide where it goes. And then in addition to that, the mourning from all of those who will miss him. Um Look at all those things that we have to try to put back together. This is what happens when we die. Yeah. You know, we live a life that can largely be unfulfilled if we don't really have our priorities straight. Yeah. And I just say that if you think about what your health affords you, there's so much you can do, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But materialism cannot be all that there is. Well, and for some, you know, it's not necessarily just those things. It can be, uh, you know, like let's say you're a business owner Mm -hmm. and you have something that you're known for in the community. You know, you might be the fastest in a particular uh, field or you may be um, like customer obsessed in a particular field. And so that right there requires a lot of time. Because when you're busy with lots of, you know, customers and things like that, they're going to pull on your time and then you're going to pull on yourself Mm -hmm. to maintain the, I guess, brand that you have put forward, right? Yeah. And so it may not necessarily be all the monetary things, but you will feel the obligation of your own imposition. Mm, Yes. And, and, And that's fine. But here's the thing. Uh, where is any of that going to be when you're dead or when you have to retire early or when your marriage is destroyed or whatever it is the, you know, and, and exercise and, and taking care of yourself, you know, literally 30 minutes, Yeah, that's all you need. That's so it. it's BS when you say you can't find 30 minutes, even if you're on a treadmill with your computer in front of you, I don't care. Do something. Are you on your phone at any time? Are you watching TV at any time? Are you having a conversation with your husband at any time or your wife where you can just grab a treadmill? Hey, talk to me while I walk for 30 minutes. I mean, you can find a way. I've literally done that where me and Mike, we have our um, Street Outlaws shows, you know, Mm -hmm. because we're hot rodders. And uh, I'm like, (laughs) I love our Street Outlaws, but... We're going to have to watch it in the room. I'm going to pull out the treadmill. We'll get you propped up right here if you want, and we'll watch our show. But I'm walking at the same time, and that's that's what we do. I will find a way. And you always do what you really want to do. That's right. Always. And so I think the greatest gift, actually, you can give your friends, the greatest gift you can give your family is to take care of yourself. Because the loss, and again, this is not condemnation. But the loss is because of poor health, it's either a strain on those that need to take care of you, which they happily do, right. happily do, um, or it's 
the retirement plans you had to travel around with your spouse, gone. Yeah. Or it's you die prematurely and they're left with grief. I mean, whatever it is, you owe your community you do. your health. You do. I mean, our communities are strengthened through health. And one of the things that I want to get real clear <clears throat> about, health and weight loss are not the same exactly exactly and so one of the biggest problems that we have especially nowadays in this super social media world that we live in everything is about look at me and what i look like but at the end of the day health is a function Mm -hmm. that's really what it denotes it denotes denotes an ability to function at the highest level and if we're not doing that then we have to rethink what our priorities are. And for those of us who are older, there is nothing about your life that says that you cannot be in peak health. This is another thing too. Health is relative. When we're 18 years old, when we're 27 years old, we're all grouped in that um, area, if you will, in that age bracket. And there are certain things that you expect from yourself um, unless you have serious medical problems. Right. But your real health and fitness, the application of that doesn't occur for you when you're 18, 19, 27 years old. You're still just a kid. No offense, but you are. Yeah. Because your brain is not fully formed until the age 27. Right. So the real test of your health and fitness is when you reach the age of 40 and beyond. Yeah. This is when your health is really, really required of you. And... You want to take it serious because there are, I'm going to call it miracles. The miracle of being able to do exactly what you want when you feel like it at any point in time in your life going forward. And you don't have to refer to some condition, some self-limiting factor in your life because you eradicated it. Because you dedicated yourself to taking care of you yeah. and your family. I like that you pointed that out because I think when you start talking about things like this, people immediately think of, I've got to get a gym membership, yeah. you know, blah, blah. We're not talking about that. It's everyday choices, every hour choices, every minute choice where, okay, are you going to have like, for example, sugar, mm-hmm. sugar alone, number one, it's addictive. Yeah. There's a lot of research on that. But number two, and when I say sugar, I'm talking about high processed carbs too, because right. they turn to sugar, right. which then turns to triglycerides. That's right. Yeah, you know, the whole nine yards. So anything that's processed, anything that's sugar, just I think it's a quarter lowers your immune system. Mm-hmm. So when you think of all the high sugar coffees people buy, the designer coffees, all the box food. I remember I was at Walmart because I only shop fresh. Yeah. So I shop fresh or meat, mm-hmm. you know, that's and. Right. And so this lady in front of me had literally two carts full of boxes. And I'm like, are we at a toy store? Because toys come in boxes. That's right. You know, poisons. poisons, You know, not, not food, actual food. And I'm like, and you could tell her parlor was gray. Mm. Um, She was obese. I mean, you could tell just energy level, strength level. It was awful. And I'm like getting nauseous just thinking about all of it. And uh, so it's not, again, this whole gym thing. I mean, it's 
you know, like putting intentional interrupts in place. So like, for example, uh, if you have a a ice cream addiction, Mm -hmm. just don't buy it. Right. Number one. Yeah. If you have someone in the family that they just insist on having it, um, then if you like to have some, how about you don't get half of a quart or the full quart? And instead of plopping down on the couch in front of the TV eating it, have you a couple little scoops and stand up at the bar and eat it. Yes. Whatever you have to do, put food that maybe you want to splurge every once in a while up in the attic where you actually have to work to get it. I mean, there's so many things you can do. So if you have people in your life that they're just not going to make those changes, you can do those things to help yourself. Like for me, I will not have cake in the house. I won't have cake and I won't have cupcakes. If I ever have cake, it is for a special occasion, and I'll be like doling it out Yeah. because I know that's my weakness. Cookies could care less. Right. You know, things like that. I can eat two pieces of dark chocolate every day. I'm fine. Yeah. But cake, I turn into a cake monster. <laughs> but it's knowing yourself, yeah. getting it's, rid of the excuses, and yeah. doing what you need to do. Any final thoughts, Coach? Any ways to help people get started? So <clears throat> the first thing is... As always, ask yourself, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. We always have to start with that point. What do I want and what am I willing to do? Reach out to us, Sherry, myself, because what we really want to do is to help you out. You don't have to necessarily be in my facility, but let us help you to direct your attention to something that you can stick with. Yeah. Right? Because that's what you really want. And then watch how joy manifests in your life when you feel better. Yeah. That's really the key. What we're saying is you can feel so much better and you can do so much more. Honor the gift that you have and take care of your health. That's all I have to say. Yeah, because full disclaimer, as people know that have um, listened to our podcast, you have a personal training kettlebell, Russian kettlebell gym. Um, I used to do personal training because once I got out over mono, I want to help other people get healthy, but you're right. It's, you don't have to necessarily, uh, do what we say. It's, do you like walks? Go for walks, better food choices. But coach, I can tell you after I hurt my shoulder, you know, cause I thought I was stronger than I was. Um, I have been really frustrated with the, the loss of strength. Mm. And so when I think about my age bracket, I'm 48. When mm. I think of that, strength is very important to me now. It is. And before where, you know, I was doing strength training at the gym and, you know, I, was, you know, I felt like I was doing fine. The strength I was very frustrated in and I was lacking. I got that from your gym. So I just want to give a, a plug on that. About to get to start again. Oh, yeah. But I found ways, Coach, to be active. Cycling, 